RadioInfluence.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Pal on the drums and Beans Frank. It's our yeah. 600th show. 600. 600 years. It's incredible. 600 years. <laughs> Just incredible. 600 shows as of today. And um, we've been at our Radio Influence home the entire time. And the team here is great. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about this because we, we got the I don't keep track. So one of our producers emailed me on Friday and said, hey, guys, I don't know if you realize this, but Monday is your 600th show. And I said, wow, name three of the top people we've interviewed on the podcast that you thought were the best. Three. We've done a lot of interviews. Well, our Devin Nunes one has to be the one of the biggest view getters. That was a good one. And it was early. Um, I, I Multiple times with Dr. Peter McCullough, that came at really, really... Um, really interesting timing we had a couple it, it's all depending on what was going on at the time our conversations with patrick byrne <laughs> when he came on were were they just they were right on time and it was very riveting stuff but there are other ones oh man so i guess those are three names i can throw out there and um aside from their notoriety like i said the times in which they came and spent time with us um so, the, okay, for now, that, those are my three. Where would you go? I would go, um, obviously, well, Devin Nunes was great. We had Senator Sonny Borelli about the Arizona election in 2020. Oh. We had Dr. Joel Walscog about, the, um, about his vaccine injury. And he went on to start React 19, I believe is the name of it. Um, we've had Carrie Lake now. Um, yeah. We've had uh, Ned Ryan, Julie Kelly. Um, who else comes to mind off the top of my head? Anyone in the audience who enjoyed an interview or two that we we've done? Obviously, Devin Nunes is, was a big one. Well, Cash Patel. Cash Patel. Oh, the, the the multiple times Cash came on, and then there is that that fun day that we had with uh, Sean Farage. Yes, that uh, was a good day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh boy, uh, didn't uh, Amanda Milius come on? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Who else? Oh, man. A lot. A lot of people. We've had a lot of guests. Ma- Marjorie no. Taylor Green. You weren't here there. for that. Yeah. yeah. I missed out on Marjorie Taylor Green and, and Carrie Lake. You know, I I, I, I joked to you once I, I, I about Carrie Lake. I said if she gives up on politics and she doesn't want to do anything else, she's just re- in retirement. She wants just like a fun gig. She can do like BDSM phone sex talk where she just berates somebody over a phone calls them a, a pansy and you know go ahead go ahead pansy you know she, she, you she, know what frank you being in your studio is probably bad news. why because <laughs> oh, it's oh, a yeah. whole different it's a whole different thing <laughs> no, no, you're talking about carrie lake and bdsm on dark Talk. No, I just say she's tough <laughs> as nails and she's got a great voice. I'm saying to myself, you know, this would be funny. It, w- it would be, be funny if somebody did funny. one of those Elon Musk soundboards that I sent you, like that thing I sent you. Did you play it on the show? Oh, yes. You did? Yeah. I should send it to well, and, and And that's the funny thing is because it's not even a soundboard. It's just that we are in this age of AI audio now. And for them, for somebody to have been able to create out of thin air, this this raunchy uh, OnlyFans conversation between Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, and Jordan Peterson, <laughs> and I think I think the best line out of that whole thing is that Peterson calls uh, the nudes that he has provided for people strategic <laughs> nudes. Yes, I know. <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna play it because it's really no, funny. I, you, you have to you have to play it at the very end and give all the disclaimers because they throw they throw the c word out there, all that. Okay, we'll wait until the end. Not the not the C U word, the C O word. Yeah, they say some inappropriate things. Um, So everybody's chanting. I can't believe that I didn't mention this one, Um, Doctor Zelenko. That was yes. He's in. in, That's still so sad. 
I know. In that interview, he literally equated the NIH and Fauci to a blowjob. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Oh, yeah. It was legendary. Legendary. You see, if a devout man like Zelenko can go out there and, and make uh, and make jokes like that, actually, it's not even a joke. It's just an accusation, a, pro a proper descriptor. See? And he said it in such a... Such a tactful and uh, upstanding, classy way. Well, think about this, too. What he, what uh, Zelenko, obviously he, he passed away last year. And now we are in an even accelerated time of, of uh, revelation when it comes to especially the, uh, the, whole, the whole COVID thing. There is no, like no, nothing left the imagination as far as what happened, um, as, as far as the uh the denying of even the the lab leak theory well that, that's not even everything about it the, i have that on online for today i have the the brand new department of energy report that says oh it might have accidentally leaked from a lab and how like i have that for today we have to talk yeah. about it um there was something else that i wanted to say. was that the trivia question the trivia question was your interviews. Your favorite okay. was nothing okay. crazy. Didn't want to make you, you know, stump you too bad on a Monday. No, I was, I was excited. I was. You're excited. I, for I it? like trivia, so I. Mm. All right, I got another trivia question for you, Frank. Okay. Did our social experiment work? <laughs> what with the cleavage? Yes. I'm I'm sure it did. It did. <laughs> to, my my question is: To what statistical degree? Um, probably about a third. One third. Yeah. But obviously that would be one third on the, the, the live video end because that doesn't make any difference to podcast people. Correct. Okay. So we had a nearly 33% uptick. About. In... <laughs> I'm in my t-shirt today, Frank. My normal t-shirt that I would wear like if I went anywhere. I'm gonna have to do a wardrobe, um, a wardrobe update. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, because you can't the... wear the same three shirts. Well, I had I had more, but they were like one of them made me look like a 21 year old bartender, and I just wasn't doing it. Oh, just wasn't doing it. So SoCo and Lime on a Monday morning. It was it was a Jack Daniels shirt, and it was loose <laughs> and it was very comfortable. But and and there was like a line across the top here. And then it was all open, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing it, I'm not doing it. Hold well, on. anyway, you, you did some experimenting, and now, and and now you know that there is that X factor. Yeah, sadly. All right. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, let's get into the show. Okay. <laughs> so I'm so disappointed. I didn't think it was gonna work. So damn it. Oh, so, I, I, I had know. so much more it, hope. It's not that bad. It's not that bad of a thing. You know, you and I, we get, we get over here and usually we're just we're just dressed in sweats and hoodies and all that stuff. I mean, it, 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 maybe it's, it's not even the cleavage. Maybe it's just the, I don't know. I did that today. I polished up today. I'm not unpolished. Yeah, it's probably a, it's probably just a, a big, a big mess of things for both of us <laughs> and you know production production value it gets better as time goes on i'll have i'll have a better place to stream from soon it won't be a dingy basement i'll have a better camera soon it's just going to take a few months so yeah you know, we're experimenting in 2023 you didn't show your ball cleavage though so no it's very very i realized that's very hard to do people were complaining <laughs> i got emails. i did i got complaints i got complaints <laughs> i tuned in for frank's ball cleavage and it's not here <laughs> one day oh goodness okay so over the weekend we get a report uh from the wall street journal and etc lab leak most likely origin of covid19 pandemic energy department now says now says this to me it's just like like, none of us really care, right? None of us really care because we knew this already. None of us care. It's not news. We don't care. Do we care that we were censored? Yeah, that sucks. Okay, fine. We were censored. But 
they're making this like some, you know, everybody, there's fact checks going on and all kinds of crap. Like, look, why, the more important question is why now? Well, yeah, why the, because, because A, the timing, yeah, but B, it's limited hangout. It's, it's like anything else. Um, Lab leak, most likely origin. Okay, so here we are three years later. A lab leak is a most likely origin. Well, why was this lab doing this work? Who contracted with this lab to do this work? And that's even just to say that the it was a leak. Yeah. Whether this was an accident or whether it was deliberate, because we know the timing of the, the Wuhan military games. We know all the things that were going on at the time, Event 201. Uh, if this was an accident, it was the most fortuitous accident that all the people in the world who have been waiting for a reason to transition us into a new reality, a new paradigm, a great reset, it, it fell in their laps at just the most opportune time. So leak or not, this is all limited hangout, mea culpa nonsense, and everybody's getting in on it. It's, it's, okay, April 5th, 2020. I tracked the flights from the military through Seattle from the Wuhan games. I published this column with everybody's charts. I did a live stream where everybody told me where they live and I ran the numbers to see when their ILI or influenza like illness spiked in their state. And we did it and we looked at it. And you can see if you're looking at the screen, look at Washington's influenza like illness reports from doctors right in no in early, early, late October, early November, like right here boink it this is the rest of the years below it right here's washington so even before the first case of covid was reported washington was like on fire okay and then i did south carolina which was also the same i did louisiana were those covid the just i mean i mean were those infections that are being reported or hospitalizations or whatever or were those uh, deaths. What was the death rate along with the infection rate? Because there was no established mm -hmm. protocols yet. So I wonder if, if this is likely what it is. How were people faring? Um, I don't have the death rate, but somebody I'm sure does. What That'd this is, is when so, you're right. If, if nobody died from the quote flu that was going around in the last quarter of 2019, then yes, correct. Um, but this is people who went to the doctor, said they felt like they had a flu or something close to it. The, the doctors did flu tests and the flu test came back most of the time negative. And then this is that plot of what that meant. So I have that for a bunch of different states. And I, I, I you know, New York City, New York barely hit anything. And then in March, New York takes off like a freaking rocket ship you remember the spring where everybody in new york was sick everybody anyway long story short this is why now is more the question like what do they need this for now why are they doing this now that's what i'm still that's what i'm looking into I don't, I don't obviously it leaked from a lab whether it was on purpose or not is anybody's guess the mil the military games were going on right there in wuhan every single country in the world had their troops there everybody if yeah. you wanted you to could, release you, a virus to populate the world with, you do it at the Wuhan military games. You smear you smear it on a couple of forks in the mess hall. Yeah, exactly. That's, it. That's when you do it. I mean, you everybody's going back to their respective places. It's a very high, you know it's going to be contagious because you engineered it. Like, whatever. I mean, I, either something's going to come out about this whole lab leak um, in Ukraine thing whatever there's going to be something else there's some reason why this is happening now there's that and you know what that move that moved me to frank and we'll talk about this for a few minutes before we get into um what's going on in east palestine to those folks there um people on our side independent media etc are now really really heavily pushing the vaccine shedding concept right so Anybody who's near unvaccinated and spends time or intimate with a vaccinated person is experiencing the same side effects that a vaccinated person would, as though this vaccine is basically shedding and they're picking it up. We're not disputing the theory. We're not going to talk about the science behind the theory. We're not going to talk about whether or not it's true. We're just going to say that that's the new hot topic. I saw ridiculous amounts of tweets about this all over Twitter leading up to Saturday and everybody's freaking out. 
what do you think? What are the, what good is this doing anybody? Like, what do they want us to do? Walk around and ask everybody what their vaccine status is. So we're not close to them. Like, let's say that it's not at this point. It just doesn't, if that's what's going on there, then, uh, just get right with God. I don't know. I mean, what is it benefiting you at this point for something you have zero control over you, you zero, nothing. If that's really what it is, if that's how insidious the plan always was, then just you're either going to live your life you're going to lock yourself down to stay away from everybody around you because yep. they because about 80% of people in this country have taken at least one shot so i i don't know how you want to live your life off of that whether it's real or not whether there's you know just take care of your health as best you can and uh, i I'm just sick of all the fear mongering because it sells clicks and it sells, you know, people getting upset and, you know, everybody's walking around in this negative state of fear. Uh, whether you're on the left, the right, it doesn't matter. The right pummels you with fear. The left pummels you with fear. It's always some other conspiracy. Something new is happening. Someone evils out to get you. There are things we can control and there are things that we cannot. This happens to be one that we cannot other than to do what you said and keep us healthy. I refuse to continue to be like led around like, ooh, be scared of this virus that's coming. Ooh, be scared of that virus that's coming. Ooh, there's 10 people with Marburg in East Asia. The world is going to end. Like with literally zero due diligence done to figure out like, okay, is this really spreading? How dangerous is it? Will it make it? Like nobody's doing the due diligence to figure anything out. I say one day a week, Frank. What? Just take one day a week, shut everything off, do whatever you, maybe two, maybe the weekend, you just shut your phone off and live your life, get out in nature, de-stress, decouple from devices and social media and news and everything. Yes. For the, for the safety and the, for, for the, the sanctity of, of the human race, we need this. It's, It's like, we're not meant to be in stress 24 hours a day, seven days a week. No. Didn't uh, didn't Dr. McCullough, though, speaking of him earlier, didn't he speak a little bit to the updated status of or 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 whatever's going on shedding. with shedding? Yeah. Like, what is what is the latest on that? There's no good medical science for it. So then, OK. People are reporting things, not to steal a phrase, anecdotally. And we know that that does correlate. Like everybody under this tweet has a story. This was really, really interesting how people took it because it was either people like like this person. I spent most of the pandemic unvaxxed, unmasked, going out, living my life without even a sniffle until I spent a day with eight freshly vaxxed relatives. Days later, had a massive viral load of COVID and was out for three weeks. Oximeter dropped to 87 with 103 fever. Shedding is real. Now, let me read what I said. I said, there's a lot of posts lately about vaccine shedding and people who are close to a vaccinated person getting ill. All I'm going to say is unvaccinated people, you did everything right. Keep your immune system healthy. Live your life. I'm so sick of all the fear. Spend a weekend out of fear. That's what I said. Where in there did I challenge whether or not vaccine shedding was real? I didn't didn't hear anything. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. But everybody took it like personally. Like some people took it personally. Someone said, you're telling people not to share their stories. Really? <laughs> like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, they, what are you going to do? You, you, put, you put a keyboard in front of somebody, they're going to have to say something. That just, it's the, it's the double-edged sword of, of these, um, uh, of these, these interactions on the internet that has become largely a part of our social uh, expression these days. It's it's not it's not like anything else and 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 because you know, here's the whole thing about the internet. Whenever you're when you, this is where you are interacting and you are getting your your social kicks in, you first have to read what a person said in whatever inflection you want to give them. Right. Yes. So I mean, it's it's not even that they they they're not even fighting with you they're fighting with the voice inside their head that they that read me. what you said in a certain way yeah so i mean i mean maybe you did maybe you do write something down the line a little prickish or something like that oh i'm a prick all the time <laughs> well mo- but but most of the time 
a lot of the time people cause issues with each other for no reason because you first have to read it in your own voice like this person this person here frank J josie duffy rice got famous over the weekend on the internet because she said that J jessa du duggar duger whatever she had uh, a miscarriage and needed a dmc which is a procedure that women get to clean their uterus after um, sometimes they need it. There's a million different reasons why women need it. They do it after an abortion to clean the uterus. She needed a DNC. This idiot says, to be clear, this is a member of one of the most famous vocally anti-abortion families admitting she got an abortion. This is, this is so, it's, she's stupid. Just stupid. And she wouldn't, back down on it she just kept going speaking of people on the internet yeah. um she, she just wouldn't stop this is a lie in a miscarriage the fetus exits the womb on its own sometimes doesn't always happen that way and sometimes there's things left over unfortunately but he just screams he, he this guy describes what a dnc is which is a dilation and cartilage when they dilate your cervix go in do the thing they got to do and then move on this, this woman thinks that that's an abortion. This is the kind of people we're dealing with. The, the, mm. Yes. Dishonest. Just just consistently dishonest and aggressive. That's all. Well, you, you, the, it, there's less and less reason to really talk to them at all. And um, and that's, yeah, there's no, less and less reason to talk to them, especially directly. It's okay to sometimes take things that they say and do and use it as a specimen in a uh, in a conversation you want to start with more level-headed people. But um, don't, you're, you're trying to reason with rabies here. Um, let's talk about what's going on with the people in East Palestine right now, health-wise. And then... It's just child. Doctors say I definitely have the chemicals in me, but there's no one in town who can run the toxicolo toxicological tests to find out which ones they are, said 40-year-old Wade Lovett, whose high-pitched voice now sounds as if he's been inhaling helium. Oh, geez. My voice sounds like Mickey Mouse. My normal voice is low. It's hard to breathe, especially at night. My chest hurts so much at night, I feel like I'm drowning. I cough up phlegm a lot. I lost my job because the doctor won't release me to go to work. Leading the charge to fight for the community is 46-year-old Jamie Koza, a lifelong East Palestinian who counts 47 close relatives here. Many of them are facing health issues from the chemical fire, as well as the psychic, psychic, psychic toll of their town becoming, in the words of a scientist visiting the area, the new Love Canal, a reference to Niagara Falls, a neighborhood that became a hotbed issue in 1978 because people were getting sick from living above a contaminated waste dump. Many residents are complaining of mystery rashes, sore throats after returning home. Um, yesterday was the first day in probably three or four days that I could smell anything. I lost my smell and my sense of taste. I had an eye infection in both eyes. I was having respiratory issues like I was just out of breath. Other members of my family have had eye infections and strep throat. The cleanup crew drives past us and won't even look at us. Um... Here's another one. My fiance was so sick, I almost took him to the hospital. Not only am I fighting for my family's life, but I feel like I'm fighting for the whole town's life. When I'm walking around hearing these stories, they're not from people. They're from my family. People are desperate. We're dying slowly. They're poisoning us slowly. And I'm not surprised because anybody who tells you that that place is safe to inhabit is, I wouldn't be there. And how do you get these people out? How do you I, that's the, that's the whole. That's the whole point, you know? That's the whole point. And, and and this this is what I'm talking about, how how tough it is. A lot of people who find themselves in much better places that you find that you find yourself in in better parts of the country. First of all, uh there are very few places that are better off for those who of those of us who are uh traditionally American conservative, all that than a place like Ohio. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean it votes if you're a Republican out there, you're you're probably winning elections by at least 26 percent. And so it, it's uh, you're you're in a lot friendlier waters than you would be in an Oregon or a California well, that's or why a New York. That's they're not York. getting any help. I know. And, and, and then here is 
here it is. Uh, here's a situation that just falls in your lap. And even then, you know, these are the places that you say, oh, get out of New York. Ohio would be a place that I can go to that you would you would say, OK, well, I like that. I like that kind of that climate. Maybe that's a place to go where it's a little bit more sane. But here's people who are already there presented with a reason why they should probably leave an imminent physical threat. And it's not easy. We would everything is that your family no, is your there. Your whole house, your everything your, is. Yeah, it's your not job. easy to pick up and go. No, it's not. You know, so I I, I understand the I understand the 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 reasoning behind it, but everybody out there who's in in much uh, or perceivably much better places to be, because it doesn't matter how red, doesn't matter how uh, in, independent your area is, and and how whatever it's how do you plan for something like this you don't like most you people don't. don't have tens of thousands of dollars sitting in a savings account ready to just move buy a new place they're not gonna be able to sell their houses who's buying that and, and blackrock <laughs> or, or who has a an entire family's worth of of gas masks laying around like wh wh how would you economic collapse social decay those are things that you can you can see coming you know, but 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 a chemical disaster in your backyard. Jeez. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. Well, don't come to South Carolina, Frank, which is where a lot of people from Ohio come to vacation, by the way. It's like if you ask people on the beach, where are you from? Most of the time it's Ohio, New York or whatever. There's a bill on the floor in South Carolina right now called the Yankee tax. <laughs> what? Yeah. As the pandemic shut everything down in 2020 and many moved to remote to remote work, people realized that their high-priced urban homes weren't affording them the quality of life they could get elsewhere. Thousands moved from California, New York, and other traditionally expensive areas and authoritarian areas to Texas and other states with lower taxes and cheaper housing stock. South Carolina has seen a significant influx of out-of-staters leading the state's legislature to take up legislation intended to make newcomers pay their fair share for infrastructure and other services. If passed... The legislation would require new South Carolina residents to pay a $500 one-time fee to obtain a driver's license and car registration. Honestly, if I were if I were uh, part of the South Carolina state legislature, I would draft a bill that requires, now it'd probably be unconstitutional, but uh, I don't know, somebody would have to tell me, but I, I don't even care. I would require to show uh, your your voting record. And, oh. and if, you, if you voted Democrat, even once in the last three cycles, you're not you're not allowed to relocate there. <laughs> well, I would. It's it just really. It, it's really. It's epidemiology 101 at this point. Do not let the virus in. It 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 is epidemiology, and it goes to this. Where is it? I had it right. Here it is. The national divorce has already begun, Frank. And no, I hope Don Serber. No. Is, oh, Steve Bannon went nuts on this the other day. He lost it. He was so pissed. Why? That Marjorie Taylor Greene was even entertaining something like this. What? Entertaining something like what? National divorce. But what is she What is she saying about national divorce, though? Show, well, and I'll why is he you. mad? I'll show you. Uh, hold on. Um, I got to find it. Uh... with me because i know i i would be i when i talk about national divorce over the last 10 15 years uh i know i use divorce as a way of personifying us getting out of a bad relationship but when it comes down to civic realities of what separation of uh powers and um and everything else really is that that's something totally different. We're talking about just basic American restoration of federalism. It's it, you don't even need 50 states to secede, which I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind with that either. You could pick where but, you want to uh, go and everyone lives by themselves here. It says this. We need um there was a thread. It looks like it's broken. It was a thread. We need a national divorce. We need to separate by red states and blue states and shrink shrink the federal government everyone i talk to says this from the sick and disgusting woke culture issues shoved down our throats to the democrats traitorous america last policies we are done 
And then somebody puts the map up. I mean, look at the freaking map. Where are the where are you, Democrats? We would we would engulf you like a like a look at it. Look at the map. Where is it? On the screen. Behind. Oh, there it is. Oh yeah. Well, this is why Thomas Jefferson hated cities. I mean, you can see them all. They're very clearly demarcated on this map. Yeah, and, and the and the progressive would say all that red is is uh, is grass. It's all farmland. There's nobody there. There's no population. But you know, it's uh, I, I don't know. When Marjorie Taylor Greene says made, says it like that, it sounds very inflammatory. It sounds ridiculous. We need to we need to separate into red states and blue states. No, I mean no, 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 no. We just we we just need to empower local decision making. And, and and then you will see how conservative blue states really are when they only have what is in their back pocket to make do with all of their great budgetary uh, initiatives in state. That's the, that's the real issue here. You want to see Democrats start balancing their budgets and saying we can't afford this. Just I mean, that's just really what it is. So and first of all, this isn't like the 1860s where you can even draw a line at Mason Dixon and say, all right, it's us against you. There's there's just no way we're, we're I, pockmarked. Also, I just want to say some, every, like there's a couple people take back Burks and a, a few other people saying, oh, then the left would, would control the coasts. Not necessarily true. Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, all on the East Coast, all generally very red. Florida on the East Coast, generally red. Texas on the South, red. You know, there are coastal states that are not just Republican. And, and it would behoove them to engage in commerce again, because if they if they don't do it, they're going to starve. Yeah. And why? And it, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if things worked the way things worked in a normal world, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because there wouldn't like the first of all, before anyone talks about a national divorce, every damn state like you were talking about, decouple yourself from Medicare and Medicaid money that comes flowing in so that you're stuck on the federal government teat for whatever that money is for you. I had a conference call with Lindsey Graham one time um, when I was a state executive committee person. And he was basically like, well, we can't do that because then we won't get the Medicare money. And I'm like, yeah, slavery. That's why we're 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 like bowing down to the federal government's edicts. Cut the money. And, and Medicare money equals illegal. The block grants that come in to fund these to fund these programs, the programs themselves are illegal. I understand if you were to take it away right now, millions would die. You, you definitely can't rip it off like a Band-Aid. We've become dependent, like an addict becomes dependent on any substance or behavior. It's just the way it is, and that's why it was implemented. You get rid of people's political autonomy when you put these things in. It's why there is no clause in the Constitution that allows it to be. So they, there you have it. Lindsey Graham told you exactly why they can't do anything that is, uh, you know, in line with restoring American values and traditions. Right, right, right. Two things. I have Marjorie Taylor Greene's Twitter up on the, the screen right now, and there's a photosynthesis screenshot um, where she says, I turned off clean energy charging to increase my carbon footprint. I just want to give everybody out there a quick tutorial on your iPhone. They have implemented something without your permission that you need to go and turn off because it greatly affected me over this past weekend with the latest update. Go into your settings, go down to battery, go into battery health and charging, and then scroll down to the very bottom. There's something called clean energy charging that is by default put on. It says in your region, iPhone will try to reduce your carbon footprint by selectively charging when lower carbon emission electricity is available iPhone learns from your daily charging routine so it can reach full charge before you need to use it. Turn it off. Turn it off. Use all the electricity you want. Don't let these idiots monitor crap. Anyway, why do people share their gym workout videos on Twitter like anybody cares? Like, does anybody care? I don't they get want, this. They, 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 want a, um, they want a little bit more... They want a little bit more subtle reason to show off their ass. Like, why oh, well, do I? Why do I want to watch you? Those, 
butterfly Who's pull-ups. And it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like, why? That's, oh, she does CrossFit? Yeah, she does. Oh, do you see those? Go back. Show those. What They call them kip-ups. Look at those nonsense. Oh, there's Go music. Where oh, am I? I can't. I'm on. I'm on. Uh... Where am I going to? Go back to her so-called pull-ups. Yeah, the butterfly pull-ups. Everybody was critiquing those push-ups suck. Those push-ups suck too. Look Everybody was critiquing her pull-ups, and there was a whole thread underneath the thread about this. Yeah, no, she'll have no, she'll have no rotator cuffs left soon. What? The, oh my god. But anyway, oh. I mean, why? I I don't know. I just it's like you just do your job, man. Like why? I like you. I think you're great. I love you actually. I wish you would. Mm. No, you know what I don't like. I don't like when someone gets to a point where they don't need you, quote, anymore in their own minds, and then they, they like, won't respond to you anymore. That bothers me quite a bit. Because you know what ultimately always happens, Frank? What? They end up needing you. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, what else? I want to do, oh, this is great. It's audio, um, so everybody at home can hear it. We're, we're going to move into the more lighthearted part of the show now, Frank, because I don't want to talk about f bad stuff anymore. This is like, this is, <laughs> I'm just going to play it. Hold on. I'm going full screen on this bad boy. Here we go. Chase, would you rather smash the hottest trans woman in the world or the oldest woman in the world? Honestly, bro, the oldest woman in the world, because then I wouldn't be gay. Are you like, what? Chase, yeah. how dare you be transphobic? Yes, actually, what the fuck do you mean? Because so if necessary. I had sex with a trans woman, I'd be having sex with a biological man, and I don't want to do that. Because I'd be say, gay if I had sex with a biological gay. man. That's not gay. That's gay. And I don't shut the fuck up, actually. I'm, I'm so just I'm trying to be a part of She's right. I mean, that's really hateful, she's bro. Not, she's not. She's would technically right. be homosexual. A trans woman is a biological man. Sue me. It's true. Yep. Yep. You know what God said? It said he made the man and women. He made the man and woman. I just told you I'm not gay. I'll pass on that. Thanks, though. Who knew that stating biological facts would make people walk off the show? What a Chad. Yeah. I've seen that one. Are you high? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, it's the, and there's a few other ones that are going around right now. I mean, I love when they bring the feminists on to talk to, to talk to uh, non, oh, that guy next to him in the whatever shirt. He runs circles around these, these ditzy feminist types. I, I can't and, stand the feminists. They're so it's, terrible. It's, it's, it's. It's bad. It's bad. But you know what? It's what I, I like is that it's becoming trendy and it's not a bad trend because it's something that I think that will last a while because it's natural. It's becoming trendy now to just put them in their place and uh, and you don't have to do much. All you have to do is just give them a smile and not budge, not budge on anything that, you know, is right. Like, for example, that that for everybody, for all the, the girls in, in the room, except the blonde next to him who 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 knows what's good. You can tell in her eyes she she admires him. Um, you can tell uh, when, when you say, "Well, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't have sex with a a trans uh, girl because I'm straight." And they're uh, starting to they're starting to talk about making that a hate crime, Frank. Now, they can they can try all they like. You can, like you, if you, you're you can... a guy and there's a trans woman, I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. It's so confusing. If there's a trans woman. And she makes an, he makes an advance on you and you d decline it because that person is not actually really a woman. You are right. guilty of a hate crime. Okay. So, so then what, what about, what about all the women and men that we decline actual women and men that we decline over the course of a lifetime that, that, that we just, we just don't, we're not into them. You need to, uh, you need to have sex with everybody that asks you. We, we need to have sex with every literally that, everybody that, that was always the way to go huh shoot no preferences allowed no no preferences no, no ignore all those red flags from the crazy ones even if they were good looking yep yeah see a red flag go the other way nope red flags are racist i have a another funny video leftism then versus now it starts in 2008 this is a leftist talking to a conservative 
in 2008, and then it moves to 2016. Before we know it, just being straight will be considered homophobic. You are seriously so dumb. Oh my gosh. Such an insane slippery slope fallacy. We're never going to call somebody a bigot for not wanting to have sex with a man. If you won't have sex with a transgender woman, you're transphobic. <laughs> you're literally transphobic if you won't have sex with a transgender woman now. And maybe you are. And who cares? It reminds me, I didn't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole, but because I don't like them. But the Scott Adams thing from this week has blown my mind. Oh, I'm, I'm going to be talking about that with Rich Barris tonight. Big time. Let me tell you something. I am having a hard time finding fault with what he said. He said it in a rough way, but seriously, 43% of the people hate you because of the color of your skin. And then why would you social, why would you be around half those, like, like, I know that everybody in my neighborhood, every, there's a neighborhood where everyone hates me. They all hate me. Like, forget the rest of the stuff he said about where he chose to live and all that. It was a little bit insensitive, but he's a, he's a jerk. Um, I know there's a neighborhood where everyone hates me. They despise me and they hate me and they don't want me to really exist or have rights or anything because I have naturally brown hair, Frank. And brown eyes. There's a neighborhood where everyone hates me. I know everybody there hates me. At least 47% of the people there hate me. Because oh, I have okay. brown hair and brown eyes. I just found a house right next door to one of those people. I'm going to go move in and, you know, just chill there. Even though everybody hates me. Uh, it, like you said, he, he, what, what Scott Adams, because he's a dick, he broad stroked. Yeah. Way too and, much. And, and you cannot, I mean, listen, you can't, you cannot broad stroke. Like he's, he pretty much said, stay away from black people. Which is wrong. Like, I don't agree it, with that. Absolutely wrong. Yeah. Because, but, but there's something, but what we lose in his dickishness is the nuance. The fact that there is a really concerning statistical reality about outlook, racist outlook that is ignored because there's only one, there's only one way to define racism apparently and that is if you are white and you have some kind of prejudice against people who are not white that's racist everything else is just an, i don't know i don't know what but but then outside of that there's there's the crime statistics there's the fact that this whole idea of um you know black on white white on black crime it is terribly skewed and this is stuff that we notice it is it is a it is a trend and the media, the government, the, the education system, all of this stuff has been set up to antagonize this over years. We're seeing the, 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 the chickens come home to roost on all of this. It has been antagonized. It has been, uh, in some cases, it has been ignored and it has been selectively uh, reported on and all that stuff. So you know that there's a bigger problem here and it's creating a hostile living environment. And and now what people like us need to do is uh, is be very, very cognizant of the fact that, you know, they want you, they want you so badly to be racist. Yeah, they do. They, yeah. This is a self-fulfilling prophecy for them. They're creating pressure against a group white people they're creating a lot of pressure against white people they're trying to agitate them with selective info uh, selective uh, co coverage selective judicial action and they're trying to demonize you in media and education so that you finally become the racist that they've been trying to dig up somewhere yeah because we weren't we weren't and we're still not generally but, right but it doesn't but, mean that there isn't a there isn't a dangerous trend happening oh, out there agreed. and that rasmussen poll is 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 concerning it, it is anybody who who looks at that poll and isn't concerned is a little nuts but he could have handled that conversation so much better if you look at the core of what he's saying he's basically saying if you take out all the inflammatory nonsense around it because he is a dick he's basically saying i don't want to be around people who hate me. Why would I want to be around people who hate me? And a good section of the population doesn't like me merely because of the color of my skin. That's what he was saying. Right? Mm -hmm. Could you argue with that at the end of the day? Like, would you move into a neighborhood where everyone despised you? No. And he, and, and, and he wasn't even, it, it's, uh, it's actually something that uh, anybody who has any situational awareness does all the time. 
You go to a bad part of town. You go into a, a rival clubhouse, whatever the hell it is. You 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 just don't do it because you want to avoid uh, avoid problems, especially if people are very uh, are are very clearly expressing animus toward you. So it's just a self preservation thing. If you you know it, it's uh, I, unfortunately it's becoming more and more relevant. I know I, it shouldn't it shouldn't be it shouldn't be. There was um peach uh. Peachy Keenan, I think her name is, had a thread about how one of her friend's kids had like a 1500 on the SAT, all kinds of high grades, accolades, valedictorian, all kinds of crap, applied to all these colleges, didn't get in. All of her friends, she says, that are people of color who have lot less academic success, less, you know, lower I, um, SAT scores, no extracurricular activities are getting into like the UC Berkeley's and the Yale's and because the, they're picking affirmative actioning out the white people. (laughs) They won't let white people go to college anymore. They're only picking people of color and minorities, quote, to attend their schools. And I said, my kids are geniuses. They're not going to college. But on that vein, Rob is right is the guy's name. His name is uh, Rob Smith. And I'm not going to go through this whole story now. I'm going to put it in the show notes. The name of the story is The Denaming, Showdown at the Woke University of Richmond. University, this guy's long lost, not lost, but relative way back in the day, T.C. Williams. And the whole family have donated gosh knows how much money to this school to keep it going. They they rescued it from the depths of, you know, complete, def, like being defunct completely. They've, they've poured money in. It's a whole article about all the things this family has done so... Um, benevolent what they're giving like so amazing and they've decided that they're going to take this dude's name off the law school because somebody in their family had slaves at one point oh boy was it was it angela davis what do you mean am i supposed to get that i don't get it you didn't you didn't hear about angela davis no black panther communist rabble rouser oh oh yes where she was related to the pilgrims yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. And, and and a slave owner. And, a slave owner. Too. and she was like, yeah. this is a little too much to take right now. A little now. too much for me. I spent my whole my whole uh life railing against me. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, this guy, this family loses it because they've given so much money to this school and helped it in so many different ways. Art departments, paintings, culture. I mean, the list is so long. Guy happens to be conservative. Rob Smith just happens to be writes a letter to them. T.C. Williams says T.C. Williams and and the family have given so much to the university. If you're going to dename which he mocks denaming, whatever that means, that's like one of their new terms, like dead naming, denaming. I want it all back, he says. If you adjust for inflation over the course of the time that we've been donating to your damn school, three point three billion dollars. Oh, give it back. Give it back. I want $3.3 billion and there's an extra $300 million in there you couldn't possibly return to me because you don't have it. We'll take a loan for that if you secure all the buildings and fire all your professors. That's what he's is this, doing. Is this, is this a, a real real action he's taking? I, I've i been chatting with him. I, I hope so too. He he seems, he has a, a podcast and a, and a page, Rob is Right. Can I just read to you two things from his page? It's hysterical. Yeah. Rob Smith is the chief editor and publisher of the award-winning online magazine, Rob is Right. He is mean as a snake and likes to kick little puppies when he sees them. He also enjoys making children cry and tripping old ladies. He is extremely superficial and shallow. His favorite hobbies are pissing people off, littering, and being obnoxious. That's Rob, (laughs) who's suing, or will hopefully sue, the school for his endowment back. Rob Smith is one of the most serious and thoughtful commentators of our age. Now you can subscribe to The Daily Rob and receive, listen to this, $25,000 off the monthly subscription fee of $25,000. That's like Rob putting $25,000 directly into your pocket every month. If you'd like to give back a portion of this money, say $12,500 solely so he can continue his important work, such donations will be gladly accepted. He's, that's well, Rob. <laughs> um, uh, well, on a uh, uh, off note, yep. I just got a text message from Lauren. This, I guess this was before. I had not seen it. When you, Tracy, were giving advice to turn off your phone for a day or two and decouple a little bit, um, Aurora said, 
No, no, Daddy. Phone on. <laughs> I don't know why she wants my phone on. Aurora, are you watching right now? Hi, Aurora. It's so good to see you. Hi. She goes, when I was leaving, she goes, you're going to see Tracy oh. and working. I love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she should call in. She should call in. That would be fantastic. Have Lauren and, and Aurora pull, call in. Hold on. Okay, you, you you keep going. We have a couple minutes left. Maybe I can get Lauren to zoom in. Yeah, I wanted to play this clip of Tucker Carlson because this story keeps getting worse. It's blowing my mind. I can't even believe it. We're going full screen. We'll do Tucker. Here we go. Listen. It's a breath of hilarity. Really one of our favorite stories of all time. A Tanzanian fashion designer based in Houston called Asa Koshman says she lost her luggage to the baggage claim of DCA, Washington Reagan National, back in 2018. A couple of days ago, she was watching Fox News and she saw the coverage of Sam Brinton. That would be Joe Biden's non-binary nuclear waste disposal expert who had this weird fetish involving stealing women's clothes from airport carousels. And then it hit Thompson. Sam Brinton was photographed wearing her clothes and they're very distinctive clothes. You're seeing the side by side on your screen right now. Now we're in touch with her. She's in Tanzania right now, but when she gets back, she promises to come on this show and discuss what it's like to have your fashion creations stolen by Joe Biden's nuclear waste, non-binary airport <laughs> fetishist. But in the meantime, we're joined by Chadwick Moore of The Spectator to assess this ongoing story, which really is, Chadwick, you gotta admit, the greatest story ever. Now, I just have to ask, you've been following this since the beginning. You first saw this guy, Sam Britton, was your first thought, I bet this guy never steals women's underwear off airport carousels. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to um, pardon my glee because I don't think anyone thought this story could possibly get any better. And now, you know, two words that have to apply to him that I would mean sincerely in this case would be stunning and really, really brave. Come on, look at this. Look at this. This is ridiculous. Uh, listen, the, the fact that this was brought in to the United States government and given any sense of responsibility or authority. It is it is so clownish and so weird. And I, Who I, looks this, at that and thinks it looks normal? Who? I, I mean, it, it's, for me, it's the smile of contentment on his face because he knows that he stole everything he's wearing, but he believes that it was meant for him. That, that, and, that, and that is really the, the, the bigger issue here in trying to assess the kind of personalities that we have to live around right now. He stole, and, and the fact that this was stolen in D.C., that he was stealing bags in where? Chicago or Everywhere somewhere else? Everywhere he goes, he steals a bag. It's, it's, it's hilarious to me. If there's gonna, the, the comedy of this is that in my head, I see Sam Brinton in his, uh, in his high heels becoming some kind of like a national menace. He's just just going around all of these air, major airports and stealing women's clothes all over the country. I, He's just a menace. I, I mean, what the worst, this poor woman, and you know that they can't be, it can't be a fluke because they're original creations from a designer. It's not like she has this stuff out at TJ Maxx and like wherever else that people, Nordstrom. This, this, is, this is her creation. I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, is this real life? What is even happening right now? She she tweeted uh, a day after her initial a day after her initial um, exposure of the whole thing. Maybe one or two days later, she tweeted again to say, oh, my God, he's even wearing the jewelry. Yes, he is. And Kyle Serafin's in the comments and he said, quote, I'm going to read it because it's so true. So Sam Brinton has a top secret clearance still and mine was taken. <laughs> We're in a go. clown world. <laughs> like, what's been happening? National divorce. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's a reason. There's a, there's a reason why uh, people need to be able to decouple from the federal government because th that it's a it's like it's about decoupling from abusive, molesting, uh, uh, you know, lovers, ex lovers that just won't leave you alone. That's what that's what the federal government is now. It is. It's just filled with molesters. I have one more thing, um, and I have confirmation from my daughter on it. America the single, okay? 
this bothers me a little bit, but we can get into the nuance um, because marriage was never supposed to be a government thing to begin with. And that's the one thing I have against marriage, quote, because it, the government shouldn't be involved in that contract. <laughs> that's not where they belong. But Americans are increasingly foregoing or delaying marriage, a dramatic shift from societal norms. Over the last 50 years, the, the marriage rate in the United States has dropped by nearly 60%. So 60% less people are getting married. And Viviana said, yeah, when we talk about getting married, none of my friends want to get, ma get married. They say, what's the point? Why? If you can just be with somebody and not have to spend all that money on a wedding and blah, 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 and this and that. And I'm like, well. Well, because though this, this, is, this, is why, this is why it was so important to get government and these so-called cultural institutions involved in destroying what marriage really is and it's a religious right yes you know and um so it's not a social thing that Gover you do no and government shouldn't be involved in it <laughs> right it's and the government shouldn't be involved in it so uh, here here again when people say oh we need to separate church and state this is the real reason why church and the state really needed to have some kind of a buffer because eventually the state tries to become the church it it starts to morph uh morph the faiths around it to be mm -hmm. able to bolster their own central authority which is very godlike after a while when you have assumed all the responsibilities that people should be having for for themselves you become a sort of god and uh and, and here you have it we've totally lost the reason and the plot for the, why people even get married and take those vows it's a religious right it, it agreed 100 percent. we're gonna we're gonna look we're gonna end on this it's woody harrelson on saturday night live he is so anti big pharma and he has been for a really long time he's been outspoken about this but he did his monologue on saturday and this is the punchline and over hold on i threw this okay so the movie goes like this the biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. <laughs> I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea? <laughs> okay. I just wonder why uh, Lauren allowed that to go on. What? I, I I wonder why oh. Lauren Michaels allowed that to not your to, wife. To... I'm like, <laughs> no no no, Lauren. <laughs> I, I I wonder about it. Um, because it's really... changing, Frank. That's why it's changing. It's that's serious though. That's a serious accusation. We're talking about yeah. That, that's that's hostage to to pay the toll of extending your arm to be able to leave your house that is uh he's getting closer and closer to just how big the crimes were we've got and, yeah he, yeah i've got one more too of him talking about ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine from back in the day with bill maher yeah i believe so wait is it yeah that's it it's a minute and 33 and then we'll close it out for the day here's the cdc promoting that we have to do all of these things right I just, I don't like profiteering in war, you know? Right. Think of the billions of dollars that have gone to big pharma. But I'm, I was getting back to my original point. The last people I would trust with my health is big pharma and big government because neither one of those strike me as caring entities. You Spoken know? as the perfect redneck hippie. <laughs> really, if that message doesn't, I mean, the, they're no, all about it, profit. Exactly, they're all about profit. And both sides and know that. It's obscene the profit they've made. I think they've done a lot of studies about vitamin D and how important it was when the people who had low levels they were much more um, vulnerable to COVID. Why not yeah. tell people that? Can't yeah. you make money selling vitamin D? Is it that kind of, what's the well, worst that could but, happen? But that's just it, man. There was only one thing, you know, ivermectin got made into a, you know, horse tranquilizer, uh, a horse, whatever it is. Which it is, but also one, used by humans. Uh, it's used by millions and millions, millions of humans. Uh, hydroxychloroquine got uh, made ridiculous. Um, 
And there was only one thing that could work, and that's the vaccine, right? And so ultimately, because of that, billions of dollars was made. Yep. Woody Harrelson from Kanakoa, by the way. Woody Harrelson. Comes from a long line of CIA assassins, too. Really? His father was involved with the JFK, JFK assassination. No way. Oh, yeah. Woody Harrelson's father, CIA. He's got he's got kills. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I have to look into that a little more. Well, it was our 600th show. I hope everybody enjoyed it as much as we did. 600. 600. Zero, zero. Yeah. We'll do another 600, Frank, God willing. Yes. <laughs> You have been listening to the also, dark. Also, for any pharmaceutical companies that want to sponsor a show <laughs> that, uh, uh, that that goes live three days a week and one of the hosts has cleavage, then please get in touch with Dark to Light. Yeah, Thank can, you. you only guys, pharmaceuticals. Only pharmaceuticals or, or anyone else, really. Me and Frank and I were talking this morning. We have a couple great sponsors, but um, we were like, why hasn't anybody come up to us normal? Like, we've got a nice little family out there of people. If you're a Patriot business and you want to advertise with the Dark to Light podcast on Rumble, Getter, and uh, and uh, Twitter, reaching millions of people, please give us a, a an email. You can go to uncoverdc.com slash contact, and we'll be happy to talk with you. Hey, by the way, you've been listening to the Dark to Light podcast with... Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time live. Oops, I messed that up. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time live. Uh, <laughs> Again. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern Time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com or... You can hear us live Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8.30 a.m. on Rumble, Getter, and Twitter. And don't forget, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, it's the Quite Frankly podcast at quitefrankly.tv. We'll Thank see you. you. Yeah, we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Later. <laughs> <laughs>